Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode may contain content not suitable for some audiences, including crimes against children, mentions of suicide, descriptions of a graphic nature, and adult language at times. Listener discretion is advised. On a cold and foggy evening on the 23rd of December 1992, 14-year-old Joanna Young left her home in Watton, Norfolk, never to be seen again, at least not alive. Three days later, Joanna's body was discovered in a water-filled mall pit. Despite a massive investigation and several arrests, nobody has ever been charged with her murder. You are listening to True Crime Britain. Join me, Rhiannon, each Wednesday as I tell the solved and unsolved stories of some of the most disturbing, mysterious and heartbreaking crimes committed throughout the United Kingdom. Welcome to this week's episode. Two days before Christmas, Wednesday the 23rd of December 1992, Joanna was at home with her family in Watton. Her younger brother Daniel had some issues with a computer game and was complaining to his parents. 
The siblings' parents, Carol and Robert, were doing their best to calm him down. When Joanna asked if it would be okay for her to go out, her mother said it was okay, and her father added that she should not come back too late. So Joanna left, wearing her purple anorak, and walked down Merton Road towards the high street. As their daughter stepped out into the dark and cold winter evening, Carol and Robert thought she was heading to her boyfriend Ryan's house. He was three years Joanna's senior, and the two had been together for six months. To her parents, it had seemed Joanna was very keen on Ryan, often leaving her homework undone so she could go and meet up with him as he clocked off from work. However, what Carol and Robert did not know was that just two days earlier, Ryan had informed Joanna that he wanted to end their relationship. It is still possible that Joanna was heading to Ryan's that night. Maybe she wanted to talk with him. Joanna was seen by a friend on Watton High Street in the town centre at around 8.30pm. But after that, we do not know where the 14-year-old went. When Joanna did not return home later that evening, Carol and Robert assumed that she was with Ryan or her friends and thought she would come back soon enough. So, off they went to bed. It was not until Joanna's alarm kept ringing the following morning and she didn't turn it off, that her parents realised that she had still not returned. As Robert checked Joanna's bedroom, he saw her bed unused, and her newspaper bag was still hanging on the door, meaning she had not left for her paper round either. Soon after this discovery, Joanna was reported missing. 3 days after her disappearance Joanna's shoes were found neatly side by side on the verge of an unmade lane called Gilman's Drift by a dog walker who reported the find to Watton Police. The area was searched and more pieces of clothing were found before, finally, they spotted Joanna floating face down in the water of an old clay pit. Joanna's body was full of scratches and her clothes had been partially removed. 
Yet, police said there was no evidence of a sexual motive. The autopsy revealed she had died from drowning and a fractured skull. But due to the cold weather, they couldn't ascertain a time of death. The most likely scenario was that something had happened, perhaps even an accident, that had fractured Joanna's skull and she had then been dragged into the seven-foot-deep water, still alive, where she had then drowned. Even though Joanna was found half-naked, there were no signs of rape, and the police had no idea of the motives, no leads, and no obvious suspects. The Gilman's drift area was searched again, but nothing was found, not even Joanna's blue jeans that were still missing. Of course, the police took a closer look at Ryan. After all, it did seem like Joanna had been wandering in the direction of his home that night. Ryan was questioned twice for over nine hours, and his shoes were compared to the footprints found at the mud at the crime scene. But nothing matched, and Ryan's friends had also confirmed that he had been playing snooker with them around the time Joanna was murdered. Curiously, ten days into the investigation, Joanna's missing genes turned up on a hedge in Gilman's Drift. Unfortunately, no clues were found as to who had left them there. In addition... Not long after Joanna was found in the pit, a cryptic letter was sent to the Eastern Daily Press. It featured a drawing of a girl, a motorcycle, and a message saying, Griston, Watton, 23rd of the 12th, 9pm. It is unknown how and if this letter is related to Joanna's case. But police nevertheless appealed to the public, asking if anyone recognised the writing. At this point, the police believed they had figured out exactly what had happened to Joanna. Because there was no evidence of sexual assault or her clothes being ripped off, it is thought that Joanna had consented to have sex with someone that night. Perhaps she had gone to the other person's home or car, and as she was undressing, something went wrong. She might have fallen, or she might have changed her mind and somebody had gotten angry and pushed her. Nevertheless, something had happened, and Joanna had hit her head and fractured her skull. According to a police pathologist... The injury to Joanna's head was caused by her falling rather than somebody hitting her. Also, Joanna's skull was found to be unusually thin. So, it is possible that after Joanna was knocked unconscious and possibly laid there, blood seeping from her head, that whoever was with her had thought they had killed the 14-year-old. To conceal their crime, 
They had then carried her body up to the pit with another person's help based on the footprints found in the mud. And the sad thing is that if this theory is correct, nobody actually wanted Joanna to die. They just thought she had died after hurting her head so badly and unknowingly drowned her in an effort to save themselves from the consequences. It has been reported that the police did have a suspect at this point, but there was not enough evidence to press charges and the boy himself was not talking. This person had allegedly disappeared a few days after Christmas and had scratches on his face. He was eventually arrested again, but was later released without charge as the case against him was not strong enough. Today, over three decades later, the situation remains the same. Nobody has ever been charged in connection with Joanna's death. Her parents have learned to live with their loss, but Carol and Robert are still disappointed every time an appeal does not bring any new information or answers as to what happened to their daughter all those years ago. They continue to wait for closure and justice for Joanna. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of True Crime Britain. For sources and photos relating to today's case, or to find out how you can access things like ad-free and bonus episodes, you can visit www.truecrimebritain.com where you'll find more information. Great Britain a kingdom that unites all four nations, England, Ireland, Scotland, and of course, my homeland, Wales. With a population of almost 70 million people, a rich cultural history, more than 1,200 years of constitutional monarchy, and arguably the nicest cup of tea in the world, it's easy to see what makes Britain so great. As the gateway to Europe, it draws more than 40 million visitors a year from across the globe, each one hoping to experience what makes Britain so unique. But behind the pomp and the circumstance and the football greats, Britain has seen serious crime increase year after year, with incidents becoming even darker and more sinister. When a Metropolitan Police officer arrested a 33-year-old female for breaching COVID-19 regulations, he wasn't acting in the public's best interest, but as a predator hunting for prey. A 24-year-old man collides with a tree in the Welsh Valleys in the dark of night and is witnessed walking away from the vehicle, alive. After that, he mysteriously vanishes. 
when an innocent toddler is taken from his mother's side in a shopping mall and the horror of his final moments are revealed. Think serious crime doesn't happen where you are? Think again. True Crime Britain features some of the most disturbing, heartbreaking and mysterious crimes committed in the United Kingdom. Crimes that have shocked and shaped us as a nation and beyond. Crimes where we may not always recall the specifics, but we will always remember the victims. And along the way, you'll learn about Great Britain itself, the towns and boroughs that make up its vast landscape, as we look inside the mind of predators, their prey and their hunting grounds. New episodes are released every Wednesday. You can subscribe now so you never miss an episode by simply searching for True Crime Britain on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Or just visit www.truecrimebritain.com And remember, wherever you are, please stay safe. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.